sing us the song of your people. All right, so three, two, one. Uh, can't you just hit the stop recording button? Wow. Literally nobody did it. <laughs> Y'all are fired. <laughs> cool. Aldi, welcome to the first episode of the Where Are We podcast. I am Orange Wolf, and I've kind of gathered a bunch of critters from around the Therian community. We thought it would be kind of fun to do a podcast together. It feels like the first, doesn't it? <laughs> it's been a while. It might technically be the 21st, depending on how and when I edit things. So, <laughs> so it's legal to drink? I think we were drinking long before 21 with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were. We Yeah, yeah. that's okay. So for those at home who don't remember whose voices are whose, uh, say hi. Howdy there. I'm Blaze. Good to be back as always. And I'm Black Paws. Uh, same here. This is Blue again. This is Tiger Acolyte, uh, or TA for short. And this is Bear X. And we have no idea who that last guy was. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, happy 2023, you guys. Like, it's, it's literally been four months since we've recorded anything. Ah, life has been interesting. Snuck up, caught a tiger by the tail. A good number of us have had some sort of major life shakeup in the past few months. It's kind of remarkable coincidence there. I want to make a correction there, Blue. It is no longer the year of the tiger. It is the year of the rabbit. So grab a rabbit by the tail. <laughs> but their tails mm. are cute. That is true. And now I just have that old comic of the worst part about eating a rabbit stuck in my head. And there we go. 20 seconds in and we're already being canceled. <laughs> hey, Black Boss, long ears, bushy tail. That's a rabbit, right? We can use you, right? Not that long. He does have a bushy tail, doesn't he's he? Got the, he's got the big ears, the, the bushy tail. I think it fits. Kind of small. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not the size that matters. It's how nominable they are. <laughs> And I'm just sitting over here, being a good boy. Eating a table leg. Yes! <laughs> Got a whole stockpile to go through. We've, we've been uh, missing you, and you know, they're waiting over there for you to chew on. Yeah, I've been getting behind on my chewing of table legs lately. It's kind of got an overstock built up. I have to get on that. <laughs> Got a reputation. What's kind of interesting is that like, uh, I've kind of gotten back into like woodworking just a teensy bit lately, so mm. I think I do technically have some table legs downstairs that could be chewed on. <laughs> nice. I'm coming mm. over. <laughs> I had to catch myself and get rid of a mechanical pencil today. I would have chewed on it, mm. but it fell on the bathroom floor. That wouldn't have been good. <laughs> Who wants to do the what you've been up to thing first? Well, to be honest, uh, not a whole lot, but one very big thing, and that is preparing for the birth of my son. Ooh, yes, wow. absolutely. Another Congrats. cute. Yeah. Uh, we have decided on a name for him. Oh, detail. It is oh. going to be Leaf. L-E-I-F. Oh, I like it. Nice. I like that name a lot. Is his middle name going to be Eric or Erickson? <laughs> no, no. And we did we did poke at that too. But no, his, his middle name will be after my grandfather, Wardell. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really honestly don't remember if on the last few episodes you even mentioned that you were going to be a dad. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Definitely happy for you. They are due at the end of March. Mm. Coming up quick. 
Congratulations, TA. Welcome to the club very soon. You will uh, learn to lose hair and name your ulcer. Thank you. You give it a year and you will genuinely be a white tiger. I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, it'll happen. How have preparations been getting into the mindset of being a top chuff? Jeez. Um, well, we've had to scramble to get all the furniture, and luckily we have had a very supportive network of friends and family to um, get us all the really expensive stuff. We really haven't had to invest too much money that I thought we would have to, so thankfully that's all coming in place. The nursery's still a mess. We got to still assemble the crib, and I still have to... I'm just, I still haven't... It still hasn't sunk in for me yet. Like, yes, I accept yeah. it's going to happen, but it, it's not going to sink in until he's in my hands, probably. Yeah. I can say that it doesn't think something clicks mm -hmm. when, I've heard when that. it happens. I didn't believe it before I was a parent. And then when it happened, I was just like, oh, I get it. And you can talk to another parent about it. And it's not to be exclusive or anything like that. Your world pivots in a way you didn't anticipate. It's a wonderful and terrifying thing at the same time. <laughs> well, yes, your daily structure now revolves around a child. I understand that. I would suggest taking the very, very first opportunity, because it may not be able to happen in a while, but the very first opportunity to just pretend like you're ignoring him when he is presented to you. <laughs> Push him off the table. <laughs> Spoken like a true childless. I don't know. My children have four paws, and they don't mind that I ignore them or push them off things. True. Anything else, TA? I mean, I don't know if I mentioned I had a house, but I've got a house now. It was like somewhere in October I got the house, so I don't know if... I did that mention that in the last episode or not. We are now very well settled in a new house. Right on. Very nice. So that's something you were saying earlier. It sort of reminded me. Watching my nieces and nephews grow up, I was suddenly reminded how short a time they're babies and yet how much stuff there is out there sold for babies when they only stay that way for like, feels like a couple of months. Marketing, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, because you know, people want the best for their kids, and so they're susceptible to that kind of thing. But it's, it's just always struck me as funny how uh, stores of baby stuff and the blankets and the booties and all that and all that other stuff, and they wear it for like what feels like three weeks, you know, bef before they can't anymore. And it's like, and what did we spend all that money for? I think um, people make such a big deal out of it specifically because it's you know, such a short-lived and precious piece of time. Of course, they're going to try and capitalize on that as much as possible. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. T.A., what, if any, contemplations and thoughts have you had about how your Therian experiences might impact your new status as being a father? I mean, it hasn't actually happened yet. I imagine maybe here or there I might interact with the baby as that part of me desires but on the whole that i will i will try to be a normal parent otherwise part of me wants to edit out just a part of that and just leave it as so here and now or here and then i might interact with him <laughs> wow <laughs> no. <laughs> no you shouldn't have given you this much power I actually don't honestly know a heck of a lot about how tigers interact with their cubs. The males are, are pretty much like cats. They like, Ignore them. Pretend they don't exist. Even if they're right in your face. Yeah, they'll climb over you, but you just sort of pretend they don't exist. 
Gotcha. Like a lot of animals, they're like, um, the females really do all the raising and all that stuff. And um, if by chance they run into the father, the father's usually like, whatever. In time, though, I'm sure you'll you'll get to like the play wrestling and stuff like that. <laughs> I in- don't intend to sort of go out of my way to make it known that I'm a Theron, but I'm not going to go out of my way to necessarily hide it either. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good balanced approach. He asks, yes, but I'm not going to tell him about it unless he, he asks. We did a whole episode about it in the past, so I just thought I'd kind of touch on that question. Yeah. See where you stood with it. Yep. be interesting to see how, if at all, your perspective on that changes five years from now. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Um, well, considering I have ADD, he is going, most likely going to be an ADD child, so... um. I'm, I've got my hands full. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hook your mate up with two laser pointers then. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That'll keep you both in line. You know, if we get her a diffraction lens, then she can use one laser and just get lots of different dots. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to what Tia was saying right now, I too have uh, become a homeowner in the past few months. Congratulations again. Just a condo for myself, but it is still the uh, first mortgage I have ever held. So now I am in, as a friend put it, the uh, ranks of the indebted. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, yeah congratulations. That's, that's a big step. Yeah, it's been about three weeks and it still kind of feels a little surreal. Don't know if it'll sink in for another few months. But yeah, I mean, I've already, already had to fix stuff. You'll know it's starting to sink in when you get to that point where you're starting to forget what the old place was like. Hmm. Takes a while. Yeah. I suppose it's a little like what Tia was talking about with having a kid in that you talk about what it'll be like, but there's no real way to realize what it actually feels like until it's actually experienced. Mm -hmm. Like I've already had to address a couple of maintenance-related things. And the subtle thought of, you know, realizing that there's nobody I can depend on but myself. And if I do get somebody else, it's probably going to cost me a lot of money. I can't just, you know, call a manager anymore if it's not something that's involved with the outside. Yeah. How do you feel about maintenance on your own house? Um, just, for, just for comparison, like, I was pretty excited about taking charge of my own repairs, but mm. how's, what are your feelings on that? Well, I guess it kind of depends. I... I feel like the more vital it is, the more pressure I feel, and therefore the more likely I am to want to get somebody else to handle it. Yeah, same here. We want to replace the shower, but I'm like, mm, I could do it myself, but I don't want to frick it up and cost us thousands of dollars. We'll probably just have a professional do it. A coworker of mine had to cut out a piece of drywall for plumbing. I was trying to figure out her options on how to patch it. That kind of thing I'm not so sure about. On the other one hand, it's a hole in the wall, but on the other hand, you could technically just, you know, hang a picture over it and it wouldn't make much difference to your daily life. So maybe that's something I could take some time to research and Uh get stuff together and and do myself. YouTube is your friend. There's a bit of a difference between that and not doing the caulking on your bathtub, right? Right, right. Stuff that could potentially lead to thousands of dollars in damage if you do it wrong. Right, right. YouTube is definitely your friend. My question with condo, are you able to like customize and make things your own, quote unquote? 
or like is like a condo association do they have like limitations for the kinds of things you can do there are limitations yes but i think i'd have to look at the documentation again i just sort of read quickly through it uh, a while ago mostly has to do with color as far as like the interior goes do not paint the walls black right right they really have the right to tell you what to paint your walls well it's in the thingy and so they're at least trying wow see that's the kind of thing that honestly scares me about the idea of getting invested in something that's like a group commons yeah 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 because the whole idea in my head of ownership in the first place is so that I can do whatever the frick I want. Yeah. 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 I absolutely. Yep. Not an answer to anybody. Agreed. It's unfortunately HOAs and condo associations are, are sort of in similar lines. No, you can't put that hot tub in your back backyard because it'll lower our property values. No, you can't do that. It'll lower our property values. Yeah. Yeah, I completely understand that, and that is definitely something I was thinking about during the process. But on the other hand, that also means I don't have to worry about outside maintenance and roofing, yep. which you know are two huge hassle things, at least in, the, in this sense, and to me personally, sort of counterbalances that at least a little. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. What about your utilities, like water and electricity? You don't have to worry about that stuff much either, right? Yeah, at least some of the utilities are included in the uh, HOA fee, yes. Well, you got off easy. We had to go up and set up accounts on each and every utility for ourselves. As someone who's been a homeowner for, I think, like, yeah, about two years now, you will get to a certain point where you sort of know what's in your scope and what's out of your scope Mm -hmm. for repairs. We are facing, like, roofing and stuff like that, and we are like, no, we are absolutely (laughs) not doing that. There are a lot of household things that I've taken on myself lately and like YouTube or something like that can give you pretty good tutorials. Try to be thrifty with some of the tools that you get. Um, Sometimes you get what you pay for, of course, but there's a balance to be had. Another question I had for both of you possibly is since you are both in new homes now, have you done anything to make your places and spaces uh, have the kind of creature (laughs) comforts that your stereotypes might Hmm. like? Good question. No. I share it with the wife, so no, we have to compromise. And I get my little space in the room. I get my half of the bedroom. She gets her half of the bedroom, and then the rest of the house is pretty tame. I mean, you could hang up a a bunch of those like little trees, and it can be a forest Uh, or something. You know, what's funny is we both really want a log cabin aesthetic to mimic nature, but it's so expensive. It can be. Um, but again, it's one of those things where like a little pieces over time. Yeah, kind of over time. Make it make it more and more of what you would like. So are there any kinds of things that either one of you would, would like to have that would help your house be more like that? Yes. Um, we have had our eye on uh, log furniture, actually, like furniture that's uh, made of like hewn logs. Mm-hmm. And it's very frame like. Hard to describe, but like it's look literally looks t- like it was put together um, out of logs, and it's still functional. Are they big and heavy in wood? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> you you referencing Ren and Stimpy? Yeah. Yes. Never. <laughs> and uh, what about you, Black Paws? Like I don't <laughs> know if you answered the first part of the question. Sorry. Well, I think the closest 
it comes is there's this one corner of, of the living room that has sort of a very short protruding third wall to it. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but it feels a little enclosed. So I set up a reading chair and laugh there. So I, I've, I've felt sometimes that that's a little den-like. It's sort of nice. constrained without actually being constrained. That makes sense. If you were able to have 16 different exits from the place, would you do it? I loved the concept of secret passages and trapdoors when I was a kid. So that at the very least. (laughs) (laughs) You know, behind the bookshelf, you know, the works. Get a Narnia wardrobe. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've played an escape room once with both those things, and that I was extremely thrilled by it. (laughs) As for adding stuff... hmm. I mean, my aunt suggested, you know, fake potted plants to, you know, know, fill in a little the extra space and thinking maybe something like that might help. Why not learn to look after little ones? Yeah, 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 that that is true. I'm not sure how I describe my thumbs, so I don't know how it would go over. But yeah, I mean, that's absolutely a a possibility. BP, uh, on that subject, we actually recently added some fake plants as well. So we invested a little bit of money into these, like 80 bucks per maybe, but for just a couple. But uh, even them being fake, and they can be not quite obviously fake, but if you stared at it for five seconds, yeah, that's fake. They they really liven up the room. They really do. The The green and brown just, I don't know, just pops the room. I would like to just reflect for a moment that um, even though he's not a fox, BP's aunt, was it, is giving him Therian aesthetic advice for his den space. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. You reminded me of of that other thing that has happened in the past few months. On Halloween, I got two extremely unexpected instances of a fox popping up. Being Halloween, it was enough to get even me thinking, you know, oh, you know, that's a little odd. That caused me to stew over things for a bit and think about it, and I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm a fox. He thinks. Or at least I'm leaning a lot more towards that since that, that I was before. You were going so strong there in the very end of that sentence. <laughs> I think I'm a fox. <laughs> I definitely got that. I definitely understand that. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's my natural impulse. You better be a fox or we're going to have to cancel that episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I tried to make things clear back then as well. So, you know. <laughs> you just make yourself too fun to tease about it. That's all. Apparently. You are very fun to tease. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Meanie. An easy plant to cultivate BP. Devil's vine. <laughs> no, I'm wow. serious. It's not good for pets which is why we have ours up in the corner on a shelf and everything and the cats still try to get to it periodically or at least one particular cat tries to get to it you had to trim it back but it's uh just that it's very it's a vine it's very leafy hmm. big broad leaves it doesn't need full light we've got it in a corner where it gets partial light you know whenever the sun's out and it just grows and grows and grows it's very very uh forgiving of a plant Hmm. so it's a good one to uh, work with there's lots of good ones and some of them are actually good at removing pollutants from the air Hmm. like Hmm. the dracaena 
spider plant or the peace lily, for example. So those are three really common ones. And they're all good at filtering your atmosphere. And they're quite forgiving, too. I can't think of anything harder to kill than a spider plant, honestly. Sometimes called airplane plant. That's good to know. I have to take notes for later. I went to Japan recently uh, with my family. I am of that ancestry, and I got to go to a couple of shrines, do a little praying, put up a, a wish for a foxful future in, in the appropriate places. So uh, we'll see if that turns into anything. Certainly didn't go to any Kitsune shrines, did you? That's really cool. Yeah, foxes are quite a prominent figure. Yeah, yeah. Over there. Yep, it's something I think we've talked about before and something I've wondered often on myself. I can't remember if you visited the shrines before or after the revelation. Either way, still super jealous that you got that trip. And it was definitely cool that you shared some of your experience with everybody and kind of to loop back to what you were saying earlier. Also, I think it's really cool that you have been sharing your discovery process with some of the podcast crew and talking about some things which I know are probably not quite as mm. concrete as you would like for them to be before divulging them. But I think it's pretty cool that you've allowed that vulnerability too and and let us know kind of where your journey is with that. I definitely Kudos definitely agree with that and being able to actually see the uncertainties and the evolving of process of thought and experience over time that is important. People all too often want to just jump in and label and call it good and that's really overlooking 90% of the experience. So having um, a view on that organic process of self-discovery and acceptance is really vital. I absolutely, absolutely understand the impulse and desire for the for the easy way, but nothing about this has ever come easily for me. So I'm glad I have a place where I can talk about this kind of thing. You know, obviously, it's not something that I get to uh, bring up a lot in everyday life, knowing that there is a, a group I've I've come to feel comfortable enough to talk to you about this kind of thing is is really a help of, in of itself. Let's see, uh, where where were we back in October when the last time I recorded? I think at that time I probably would have mentioned that I was going back to college. So I'll just quickly retouch on that because that's pretty much been the dominant focus of my life over the past four months. After I lost my truck driving job in 2020 that I'd had for eight years, I decided it was time to take some time and lick my wounds and kind of find myself again and decide what the heck I'm going to do with my life. Because uh, by that point, I'm 40 and was coming to this really uncomfortable realization that I need to get this right this time or my future's really going to suck, right? 2020 and 2021 were really dark and and really difficult times for me. But by the end of 2021, I had decided that I wanted to try and make a career somewhere in the broad, broad field of digital design and development. So I went back to college, and I'm now getting near the end of my first year of the three-year diploma. Well, it'll actually take me six years to get through it because I'm studying part-time. Let's see, October, I did a kind of an overview course of the entire digital world. Everything from what makes a computer work to what the heck is search engine optimization and everything in between. Discovered the whole gamut kind of thing. And that was really good. It gave me a, 
a good kind of understanding and a foundation for getting a grasp of what's possible and what's likely not going to work for me. And honestly, I spent most of my adult life completely ignoring the internet. So it was kind of a crash course. And here's what reality looks like today. <laughs> the other class I took in the fall was HTML and CSS. Uh, at first, I was honestly really scared about that one because, you know, I remember having encountered with coding a little bit in the past and the whole idea of it just didn't sound very appealing to me. I thought it was going to be absolutely awful. But as I went through it, I kind of realized that once I started to understand the semantics of the language itself, HTML in particular was just easy for me. I actually found that meticulous part of my brain kind of liked it a little bit. But it's the constant problem solving that's involved that turned me off. So in the end, I actually did really well in that course. I got 89%. Kind of blew me away. And now this semester, I'm uh, taking typography, which is kind of fun. Learning about how text is used in different ways to communicate different purposes and how to use it and how not to use it and the history behind it. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a pretty easy course overall. And the other one I'm currently in is UI UX. That's user interface and user experience design. And I'm finding that a little bit more challenging, especially the UX part, because dealing with people directly and is not really my forte. I'd rather just design stuff and put it out there rather than have to do user testing and stuff like that but overall it's i think i'll be able to find some direction in it somewhere sounds like you already kind of are some of the logical processes behind things or aspects of i've already got enough basic skills and resources that i could sit down and build a basic website like a five page sort of what they call a brochure site where you've got a home page and about page services and that sort of thing as long as there's no interactivity, like having members enter stuff and interacting with the site, I'd be able to build you a website right now. And even more excited about the idea of getting into stuff like book cover design. Oh my God, I had so much fun with that part of the course that I did back in the fall. Yeah, I was going to ask about that since you do a lot of writing. This is actually one of the key motivating factors behind me deciding to get into digital design and development. Hmm. Because I'm looking at this going, I already am a writer and I want to know more about how to promote it. And if I could learn how to help others to promote their work, hmm. man, that'd be even more exciting. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite inspirations that I've encountered so far in design is Chip Kidd. He's best known for designing the Jurassic Park logo. But he's actually made an entire career out of doing pretty much nothing else but book cover designs. And the way he's able to explain what that book is about using nothing but imagery, color, and typography. That's it. Dirt simple and effective every single time. If you ever have the chance, go on YouTube and look up The Hilarious Art of Book Design on TED TV by Chip Kidd. It's just absolutely hilarious. I love the guy. I absolutely love to get involved with doing projects like that or building websites for authors and obscure special interest groups and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Stuff that lets me get right in there and use my creativity. <laughs> Fix our Wix page. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got my eye on the idea of perhaps designing a website for the podcast. We'll have to talk more about that. The Wix page is dead, Jim. 
Yeah, it's been dead, Jim, for a long time. Uh, it was kind of dead on arrival. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> mine hasn't been updated since I created it in you know years, decades ago. So I definitely understand that. The saying goes that if a website isn't making you money, it's costing you money. Hmm. And it might not be costing you much money. Nine bucks a month isn't much, but it's something. Hmm. Oh, I had the free one, so that was mostly just wasting time, I think. But time is money, you know. Blah. There is a fair bit to know to actually have a website reach the point where it's visible and gets exposure and all that search engine optimization stuff. That is a career in itself when you mm. get right mm-hmm. into it. It's huge. It's just, as you say, search engine optimization that I realized that's the SEO that I've seen people talking about. <laughs> Exactly. Stupid acronyms. A lot of people don't even know what the frick it is, let alone how important it is. Absolutely. I find it kind of amusing and even perhaps mildly unsettling that people love Google so much and think it's the greatest. And in reality, it's actually only returning 5% of the internet to them. It only looks at the top 5%, the surface net. (laughs) The other 95% is out of view. Kind of mind-blowing. Since I believe you do a lot, a lot of art as well as writing, if the whole digital art thing has a touchy stuff where it made you think about certain things about your art. I've always been a heck of a lot more confident in my writing than I am with my art. Hmm. I'm actually not a very prolific artist, but I can kind of see the potential for that to change the more I get used to using some of these digital tools. Hmm. Because now I don't have to create absolutely everything from scratch. I mean, I see lots of opportunities where I could actually be more productive as an artist and have better confidence in what I'm putting out. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. The actual art process itself, I don't actually enjoy it as much, honestly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Producing a piece of art is often kind of frustrating for me. I'm (laughs) never quite satisfied with it. Yeah, yeah, I I get it. My grade school art teacher said I had a case of eraser-titus. Constantly <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. erasing and re-erasing the same damn line. That's been the primary focus of my life for the past four months. I really haven't been very active in any of the Therian spaces lately. I'm sure that'll eventually change. Probably in the summer once I'm you know off for a few months. I'll be around a bit more. But the other thing, the other big goal that I have for this year is this is the year that I'm going to publish. I've got, I know I've been talking about this for a long, long time. And yes, I'm still just talking about it. But book one of my Dog Clan series is now on the verge of publishing. I've got an account made with Kindle Direct and everything. It's all set and ready to go. Only thing I have left to develop now is some last minute edits to the, to the body copy and build myself a book cover that I'm happy with, and she'll be ready to fly. Yeah, sounds exciting. Do you have like an estimated ETA for like when you would like to have it all wrapped up? It should be published by June, if not sooner. Oh, okay. Nice. That's a lot sooner. Okay. It's going to be this year for sure, probably sooner rather than later, because literally all I have left to do is build a good cover and some final edits to make sure it meets all their... Uh, requirements for for uploading and then as i said oh after that i'll officially be a published author congratulations on that i know it takes a lot of work and uh you've been working pretty diligently on it yeah good work wolf dog yeah i'm literally looking forward to having this one off 
and out there so that I can focus on finishing book two and get some momentum going and start building a fan base. I'm really excited. Scared as hell, though. Absolutely. But it's pretty exciting. So we're going to drop a link in the description if you want to be one of Laze's fanboys. (laughs) Once I actually have something published and ready to offer people, there better be a link (laughs) in the episode. (laughs) All right, Blue, what you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? Oh, back to school again, grinding through my current class on supply chain nightmares and stuff like that. We just actually passed the midterm not that long ago, so hopefully don't know the grades on that yet. Got a good group working on the projects associated with those, so I've been pretty content with that. Uh, Getting some perspective on things that actually ties into my current role at work. Gosh, again, it's been since October, so I stepped down from my position as a people manager and uh, took on a more engineering-focused scope management role. So I'm managing the project and the program more than I am people now. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, it's been a very different experience, a learning experience in a lot of different ways, because I'm learning all sorts of things about hardware design and with the supply chain nightmare that has been for the last three years. You know, just getting the material in alone, things like that. It's been a very good experience from that. And uh, some chip design and some board design and stuff like that. Getting some peripheral experience with that. So I'm not doing the actual hardcore engineering work, but overseeing a lot of it. You know, it's been very enlightening for someone who has been, you know, on more of the user end side and not so much on the embedded side for most of my career. So I've enjoyed that aspect of it. And seem to be doing reasonably well with it. They seem to be pretty content with me. So that's been uh, those pieces of it. And then life has been, you know, marching forward at a regular pace. Had various house issues. Just had a car issue this past weekend, driving on the interstate and uh, started a, hearing a absolutely horrible sound coming from the yeah. right front of the car with my pup in the car about an hour away from home. Yikes. Yeah, and it was also, the weather was turning pretty sour that night, too. So I was able to secure uh, what ended up being um, the brake dust shield, is what they are. They're on the inside of the, behind the brakes before you get further into the wheel well. But it seemed to have rushed around the center and kind of came loose and then was eating into the uh, rim of the tire, which was the horrible sound. Oh, no, so that was repaired today, thankfully. And uh, so vehicle's happy again, but enough to scare the living crap out of me, that's for sure. <laughs> of course, as we're, as we're driving along and I'm trying to stay calm and just trying to get to a safe point that I can you know, examine what's going on here, that's when my pop starts going, so what happens if there's a tire blowout? <laughs> like, really? This is not the know. time to have this conversation right now, please. <laughs> that, is, uh, th- that was some of that. Our weather has been remarkably perfectly normal for 2023, historically abnormal, much warmer than we, we've anticipated. We've had a few good cold snaps there and been spending a lot of time reading. I made it through several books, including some of the Wings of Fire series, which my pup is all into. I'm slowly working through some of those and a few other ones that uh, you know I've, I've really enjoyed and getting some refocus on my own spiritual path and helping some others with that and kind of being able to make some reconnections to that. It's been a very good experience for me. Playing around a lot in VR as well. Usually it's about two nights a week that I'm able to get in and kind of tinker around with it, but it's kind of just 
spacing and all those things. And then on top of all that, still doing the martial arts and also doing jiu-jitsu now, which I'm doing usually four classes a week between the two uh, disciplines. At my blue belt, working my way towards my green belt, uh, which will probably be happening in about a month and a half is what I'm guessing. I'll get uh, invited to test for my green belt. And Jeez, then, that's a pretty heavy agenda. Oh yeah, I'm 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 quite busy in general, and uh, then just you know family life and all that stuff. And I was just on a work trip actually down to uh, District of Columbia where I went and I put my formal suit on. I discovered that oh, there's a hole in it, and thankfully I can do some basic repair and was able to stitch that up. So I had to go and buy a new suit this uh, past weekend. Which thank you inflation, uh, more than I remember, but. I really liked uh, the look of it. It's a very classic gray suit, and there was a, just a just enough almost texture with the coloration in it variation that it, it just I kept going back to one uh, after going through like five or six of them. I was like, this is the one that I keep going back to. So that'll be my first new suit in some years, and it's an investment. But uh, sadly, with my my new position, especially, it becomes more necessitated because I have a much more customer facing role is the engineering lead for the for the program hmm. so i get to deal with more of the the politics and and that stuff and be able to uh, speak to bits and pieces of that and keep my engineers who are actually doing the real work out of the spotlight unless they really want to and then i'm more than happy to bring them along and give them an opportunity to speak and most of them usually you know it, it's kind of like smeagol and they see the light and they start hissing and screaming and then want to run back into the darkness. <laughs> so I've been quite busy. No major fluctuations, just kind of, you know, riding some of the course. I haven't bought a new house. I haven't bought a new car or anything like that. I haven't made any of those major investments, but I'm really happy that some of you guys have. I'm really happy for TA getting to be a father here very soon. That's just very exciting for me to be able to see from you know, from a different angle now, all that. And I think you're, I think you'll do great and uh, excited for that. And still relishing, you know, the opportunity to meet, uh, met Black Paws and everybody down at the Howl and just kind of taking it in and enjoying the good, I guess is the best way I can hmm. put it. More than I had, you know, probably, you know, 10 years ago, I would have been focused on different things. I'm trying to continue to pull in those positive things and, and stay focused on those things and, and see more of that light and get some of my anxiety and my neuroticisms down a little bit and try to even some of that out and looking forward to uh, upcoming visits and trips as well. So I'm got some things to work out from, from those perspectives and put in motion, uh, get some dates and everything down, hammered down really tight. Uh, we're, we're very close to some a very exciting time here. I think that I, I've got probably the best feeling I've had in several years over the outlook on 2023. I'm I'm looking forward to it, even with all the challenges we've got going on. But uh, I think it's going to be a better year. You're going to try to set me on fire. That's well, why. Yeah, that that too. That is true. I think it's kind of oh, it's an interesting thing um, from the anxiety perspective is that so many things have happened since 2020, and each one has been a test of anxiety and, and patience and navigating the world in general. And like at this point, even people who don't have anxiety issues are just over it, like the constant string of everything that's been going on. And people are just, okay, it's it's time to just like, <laughs> yeah, just enjoy what we can in the world because everything else, nothing makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That uh, there's a there's a kernel of truth to that. 
so yeah, that's that's been me in a nutshell for for a bit, and just a lot going on, just a lot of balls in the air. Feeling like I'm actually be- being able to manage and juggle most of them, though. So that's that's the main thing. A good change. Yeah. Trying to picture Wolf juggling now. You do belong in a circus. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, what is up? What's up with you, Zeph? What do you got going on? What about you, Orange Coyote? Uh, my life has been a it's been a chaotic mess since October. Um, I, I kind of I lost my job without any notice, and that caused a lot of issues. Oh my god! Which led into running out of medication, so not having stuff to help me with anxiety and ADHD, and trying to find a job when I'm not good at humaning in that kind of way was a struggle. Finally, found something, and um, shortly after I started working there, my cat Shadow passed away. So she was 17, and I I don't know if I've said before on the podcast, but uh, she was uh, she already was going through like kidney failure. So it's one of those things where I saw signs that uh, she was having problems, and it became one of those situations where for like the past few years, every time I go away from the house for more than like a day, I kind of dread coming back because I'm not sure if if she would have passed away. I mean, I did everything that I could to keep her comfortable and to keep her happy and things like that too her her body just gave out before her spirit did that hit me really hard but it also 2022 was just a year of a lot of loss for me in different ways and like i think if you would have talked to the zeph from a year ago now i would have fallen into some kind of like victim mentality but i think having lost so many things in so many weird ways family suicide, my job just randomly going away, community drama, stuff like that too. I think the totality of it all kind of helped help me realize that I needed to take a step away and get things into a proper frame of reference. Mm-hmm. So while the first while the last few months of 2022 were incredibly hard and difficult, like there were times I kind of wanted to throw in the towel. 2023 has been like a reversal for me. I'm finding much better ways to manage my ADHD. I'm finding better ways to organize my life and things that make sense. Um, The career that I've fallen into actually helps me sort of help others with similar struggles. So it's very fulfilling. It's sort of like the career that I lost out of the blue was one that I didn't feel very fulfilled by. And all of a sudden there's like a complete switch in here. Uh, my life did a 180, but it feels purposeful. What are you doing now? So I am working in behavioral health with uh, individuals who are neurodivergent and helping them figure out how to navigate a world that is sometimes very difficult to understand and traverse. Not very neurodivergent friendly, that's for sure. Yes, exactly. And it's one of those things where I, I think, again, looking back at the things that I've experienced even through my life, a lot of them sucked. And like, I really wish that like a lot of people didn't have to experience some of the things that I did, but they have helped me get some insights to kind of maybe help give other people tools to not have to go through the same struggles that I did, or at least to those same degrees. It, it's tricky, but it's fulfilling in there. And then the process of pursuing this, it's it's also uh, letting grief 
toward my past decisions go because when I went back into college, I initially wanted to go in for psychology and pursue something along the lines of what I'm doing now, but I picked engineering instead to kind of prove to myself that I was smart and could figure things out. So realizing that the career path that I chose and invested a lot of time in wasn't the proper one for me and wasn't very fulfilling was a very tough pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. Accepting some of that and letting some of my anger toward myself and some of the confusion go has been kind of a spiritual boon for me also. I can definitely relate to that story. Sounds like a lot similar to the place that I was at when my trucking career came to an end because honestly getting my license and driving trucks, that was never supposed to be what I wanted to do with my life. It was just something that I picked up because I could do it. And I liked the idea, or I thought I did at the time, and it made me money. But at no point at any time in my 10 years did I ever feel fulfilled by it. And it was only after traumatically being fired right in the middle of the COVID crisis that I realized that what looked like a disaster was actually the best thing that could have possibly happened to me because it freed me up and forced me to look at the situation and go, okay, this is not working. I need to do something else. And if that crisis hadn't have happened, I probably never would have reached that mental space. I would have just kept grinding the gears. I definitely understand that. And it's, it's one of those things where I kind of joke about Maybe not joke, but, uh, you know, say I'm a storm caller here and there. And sometimes the the only way to really heal is like if a, a massive storm comes through and rips things, rips things asunder and, and everything has to kind of reform and grow in a new and organic way. And I think one of the things that Blue mentioned when he and I first started talking early on is that healing does not mean that things are restored to the way they once were. Accepting things and having a little bit of faith in the universe <laughs> and just not necessarily going with the flow, but going where the path leads has been more fruitful than some of the stuff that I've done in the past. Yeah, healing and restoration are two distinctly different things. Restoration means to bring back to the way it was. Healing means that it's healed. It's You may have a scar. You'll have the memory. You have all those things. And those are important things to to hold on to. I personally prefer healing over restoration because restoration would imply that nothing has been learned from it. Or changed. Right. Yes. Or changed, yeah. Sorry, some of mine sound like doom and gloom. It's it's just it's really it really has been a weird last few months for me, but I feel like I'm coming out of it. My own spirituality, I feel like I've I feel like I found the right path. It's still confusing and still conflicting, but it feels right. And it's putting a lot of my characteristics and personality and interests throughout my life into better perspective. And there are even interesting synchronicities there too. I, I have to laugh because uh, in 2018, I went into a thrift shop and I found a nice looking rain stick. And I actually took a picture of it back then because I thought it was really cool. It had like these, uh, I think it's like orcas jumping up into the sky and everything else like that too. I didn't buy it at the time because it was too expensive, and unfortunately, I never saw it again. So I go back in a few weeks ago, and um, out of the blue, I see this thing that I wanted to pick up years and years ago, and uh, there's no price tag on it. So I'm like, damn it. I, I pick it up because like, this is 
it's it's i think it's a really beautiful piece um and, it, and of course it's a rain stick so i want it but then i'm like ah these places don't let you buy something unless there's got unless there's a tag on it and uh again even zeph from like a year ago wouldn't have wanted to bother somebody to be like hey there's no price tag on this can we figure out what to do no i approached the people and i'm like hi this was here four years ago and um i have a picture of it from back then so it's coming home now with me um find a price please uh around the same time that all of this other sort of healing was going on with these really really tough life lessons uh the you know the rain stick comes back into my frame and i actually i got to purchase it and bring it home and uh, nice i think it's very symbolic for parts of the journey that i've been through things do come full circle sometimes you just have to wait apparently four years <laughs> Or longer. No doubt. So I think it's mostly what I've been going through. Uh, I have had a, an increase in ADHD meds recently, and um, somehow it's it's made me, like, I'd, I've gone crazy with going through the house and fixing things that have been on my to-do list for two years now. So that's pretty cool, but kind of terrifying at the same time. Stuff with power tools, yo. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Run! What could possibly go right? That's enough of my babble. We have a lighter chance to babble. Well, it's good to hear that you're um, making the most out of the the difficult times and reframing things in a positive way and trying to move forward. That's important. It is, and most of my life has been about um, ruminating and being stuck in a rut and just kind of digging the rut deeper and... I just think I'm at a point in my life where I'm not going to let that happen anymore. Because, like, I think, again, uh, looking back at 2022 and some of the things that have happened, some of the relationships that I had kept me in ruts. The career that I had kept me in a rut. And, like, I yeah. felt these things but didn't know what to do about it. I really think that, like, it's it's been a process of learning to set more appropriate boundaries, learning to move forward, and, um, you know, always try to be that guy that's like telling others to not get hung up on themselves and to not get stuck in their ruts so you know i kind of gotta practice what i preach and hopefully it seems that way to people i think that's kind of the theme of even what we're doing here today we came in we we kind of discussed you know what do we want to do here and it was like we want to do the just the, the general update the the slice of life type of situation it's we're as Blaze said earlier, you know we're getting the rust off of the rust off here and and breaking it free. I, I think there's a lot of that going on for a lot of us right now in 2023, and I hope that in general, in a wider scope, that that people are seeing some of that. We're coming out of this collective nightmare, which has been the last few years, and hopefully seeing a little bit of a projection on the up upward swing. And if not, that that people are seeking help, You're seeking help from friends, seeking help from counselors, seeking help from family. If, if you've got those connections, don't be afraid to do that and reach out. We evolve, we change, we grow. Yeah, those are, those are good things. And uh, hopefully we can collectively move forward and maybe shed some of the drama. <laughs> One of the most important ideas that have come to my attention through spiritual means, for lack of a better way of putting it, is this idea that in order to grow and progress and become something better than what you are, you first have to give up something that you are. Sacrifice comes before. 
And I think our society nowadays has a somewhat counterproductive view on difficulties and traumas and pains. And they look at these things as something that should be stopped or cured or escaped from. No, no, no. In actual fact, those are your opportunities to become stronger and to grow and to change and to become something more than what you were before. And this is an idea that is reflected over and over and over and over and over again through countless spiritual traditions and cultural ideas and writings of authors throughout the ages. For one example, the story of how Odin sacrificed his eye to the well in order to gain ultimate wisdom. It's a perfect metaphor for this necessity of giving something up before you gain something better. And it hurts. Every time it hurts. You know it's worth it if there's some pain involved. So I think it's really important for each individual in their own way and on their own time to kind of come to grips with this concept and understand it and accept it. It's very humbling. But in the long run, it's worth it. And it's the real path to enlightenment. You have to go through the dark first, figuratively speaking. Chargeable mm. batteries and some flashlights. And that would be my philosophical, spiritual rant for today. I think it's really important that you know we, we look beyond the immediate gratification and things like that. There's things that are worth going for that are long-term. I, I, know, I know some people including at least one on this recording is a big fan of TikTok, whereas I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't. Have you tried? I've tried and I don't get it. It is that simple. Don't get the little vignettes. I, I just don't get it. it. It ties back to that instant gratification that there's a point and a, t- a time and place for, for that. And it's, it's good. There's also a time and place for something you work on that takes time and, it has to be developed and evolved and things like that. It's like a good meal. Sometimes it takes like a mole or a soup or things like that. It takes time to develop the flavors and, and do all those things the way you want it to. It, don't be afraid to give time to develop something that's maybe on the surface not worth what you put into it, but can be much more rewarding when you when you get on the other side of it. I often look to nature for inspiration and a metaphorical sense. And I can't think of a better metaphor for this idea than a tree. Simple as that. If you want to become a big, strong tree that's admired, it's not going to happen overnight. It takes a long, long time. One little growth at a time. And you have to go through winter after winter after winter in order to get there. You may even have to survive a forest fire. I've seen trees in the woods out here that are three, four feet across and the bark is just black for about 30 feet up because the forest fire had gone through. Did the tree give up? Nope. Every year they still keep throwing seeds and you got to be like that tree in order to achieve those long-term goals. You got to be willing to go through the winters and just keep growing in the spring anyways, regardless of what life throws at you. Belief in yourself. Belief in yourself. <laughs> Plus, if you get a table legs. <laughs> now <laughs> oh, you know no. why I like table legs. They're sacred. 
<laughs> okay, I said I was done being philosophical for tonight. <laughs> Want to have a quick discussion about ideas for where we're going for future episodes? Well, uh, we can do that. I think we've kind of talked about a few anyway. The Virginia Howl was in like September of last year, sometime before 2024. I'll get that episode published, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, since we have a new papa on the crew, uh, it might be worth going into like, uh, we haven't done a parenting segment in a while. <laughs> Maybe we need to provoke critters to chime in for that one. And then there's the uh, another episode topic that we have on the table right now is about social media and how it has impacted the Therian community for better and for worse. It's not all mm-hmm. bad news, believe it or not. So we've been looking at um, trying to find some guests to bring on to sit down and have a chit-chat about all the different angles about social media. We've got that on the table. At some point, we'll revisit the Therians Through Time segment as well. But right now, that's kind of on pause because I've realized that in order to really do that topic justice, I'm going to have to do more research. And I'm actually part of a small research project that's going on right now on the side. I can't really say too much about it, but it is happening. And the the long-term goal that I have for that is to be able to step forward and say, here's what we're talking about. Yes, we're not just inventing this. Here is some facts. Here is some actual literature to back us up on what we're saying here. Until we're actually ready to step forward and do that and be able to offer something more substantial, we've just kind of got Therians through time on pause right now. But if anyone has ideas or insights or resources pertaining to how and if Therians have always existed and have had an impact on the way culture and beliefs have evolved throughout time, by all means, feel free to approach the podcast and chip in on that. If you have ideas or experiences relating to how social media has impacted your experience with Therian and Therian community, step on up. We want to hear from you. Yep. (laughs) what it's just me being dramatic (laughs) i thought it was a tiger but i thought it was the other one we've also pitched the ideas of at some point discussing neurodivergence in the therian community oh geez i almost forgot about that (laughs) which is um you know not adhd and stuff like that you know but I know uh, there have been like a few polls and things like that that have been done um, throughout the community here and there. And kind of going back to what I've mentioned, like I, I started working in a behavioral health field not too long ago, and I've had someone straight up ask me, hey, are you autistic? <laughs> are you sure? So all the signs. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's more common than not to, to know someone who is uh, either on the autism spectrum or has some sort of like anxiety disorder or something along those lines just the overall know someone who is neurodivergent in therian community than not um i want to say that the the percentage of individuals who fall into that category are much higher in the therian community than they are in the mainstream community so it would definitely be an interesting thing to stimulate a, a discussion on that for sure yeah, definitely. We want to talk about neurodiversity in the community. I'm kind of personally invested in that topic because I identify as neurodivergent. 
I am what you call high functioning autistic. So the the thing about neurodiverse people is that very often they can be completely invisible. You might know someone who's neurodivergent and never know it. You know, having that visibility, that veil pulled away some and educating people is really important to me, not just in a professional, but in a personal way as well. Something that's really intrigued me is that, uh, like in the United States, the number of people who are being diagnosed with things like ADHD has gone up tremendously since the pandemic has started. And again, I think it's because uh, there's one blessing of social media in that regard is that exposure to some of these things, like a lot of people, uh, once they've fallen into things like isolation or had their stringent schedules taken away from them or things like that, I think a lot of people are seeing that they've masked some things through their own lives and are mm-hmm. now coming to con- confront some of the issues that they may have had that have been under the surface all along. So it's definitely a, an interesting thing to see as things progress and as we start trying to come out of the pandemic, how will those trends continue? Yeah, it's interesting how crisis breeds solution. Things often just don't change until there's a crisis that forces us to confront the issues that we've been avoiding. It's kind of human nature. I think that's all the topics, the big ones that we've got on the table for the time being. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. We should be able to complete that much and more in 2023, I think. Hopefully so, yeah. (laughs) Especially if we can keep on track. I'm especially excited now that I've just finally gotten my new computer. Brand new lab brat. Brand new Lab Mac. Lab Mac. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> lab Mac. Brand new MacBook Pro. There we go. <laughs> First time I've ever owned a new computer. Nice. Nice. So I'll be looking into getting a nice high quality microphone for it so it can do quality recording work. And in the future of the diploma that I'm working towards right now are two courses on video and sound that I'm really looking forward to. So as time goes on, I'm only going to start getting more and more proficient with that kind of things. And we can maybe start experimenting with how we can add more finesse and more content to our episodes. You know, stuff like sound effects and what have you not. Yeah, at this point, it's pretty much like if I wanted to do something like that, it would be a copy paste from somewhere on the Internet. So it gets the job done. Well, it's a field of endeavor that I have my eyes on, so... Look forward to that in the coming year or two. Yeah. Very nice, though. That's a, that's an excellent skill. Which one of you two cats stole my tongue? I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm mm. I didn't steal it, but I'm batting at it. Is it you know? <laughs> oh, that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect he he needs the extra meat for his cub. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's feeding you all those table legs. I get it now. Yeah, um, I've got to fatten you up. Now it makes sense. Do a Hansel and Gretel on you. <laughs> I know where you sleep when it's time to hawk up a hairball. <laughs> <laughs> Question is, do you want to be anywhere near it? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I'm sure we have news for the podcast that we need to talk about. I know we updated the Patreon page. And I need to link that, but I don't remember what else we've done. We really haven't done a lot lately. We Winter was a weird hiatus. Not that we didn't want to. There was weird coordination, other things going on constantly. 
I, I think Barrex, you know, he's he's currently hibernating, so he's got the right idea. Yeah, yeah. We should have just slept through winter anyway. I just get distracted this time of year. I want to go back to the TikTok thing because I'm kind of offended. If it wasn't for watching TikTok, I wouldn't know about the mythical beast that's emerged in the Philippines that's causing chaos. Where else am I supposed to hear about these things? I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, look it up. There's a, there's like a mythical creature that has emerged in the Philippines that pe- police have been called about. Sure. And the, okay. And the, the crow and raven flocks around the world that are just randomly popping up in places that they're not normally popping up. That's just because they're crows and ravens. They do oh, things the Chinese just spy balloons being UFO cover-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Blue said something earlier about some kind of projection upward, and that's when I wanted to sneak in some kind of UFO jab. Yeah, this is the weirdest sci-fi novel ever, so in, enjoy your time in it, folks. <laughs> I want I want a refund. <laughs> it's a terrible book. <laughs> it really is, yes. Still disappointed, like the whole murder hornets plot line just got dropped i mean it was never about murdering people anyway so it's like it was bound to disappoint i'll just decide i am i'm glad that everyone got to hop on tonight like blue said the last few times we tried to get things together it's been like coordination confusion and stuff like that too and life stuff and and everything else so it's it's good to hear from everybody i'm glad everyone's doing well yeah, especially with with some of the chaos and confusion going on offline, it's it's good to check in every now and then and make sure everyone's doing okay. So I, I appreciate everyone hopping on and saying hi and nomming ears and throwing table legs at each other and all that fun stuff. <laughs> and thanks to our listeners for being patient with us over the last few months. Absolutely. Listener. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's. That, that's that's being generous. I I laugh, but I do actually. Um, there are a few people who have reached out and been like, "Hey, when's the next episode coming out?" And I, I again, I appreciate the, the the support for that kind of thing too. So, merry, merry late Christmas to you all. Merry late Christmas, <laughs> merry merry Gregorian New Year, merry uh, Lunar New Year. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. We're coming up on St. Patrick's uh, Day. Yeah, might as well hit that. Reason pint of guinness <laughs> or some some jameson either one's good this might be published before easter should we throw that one in too yeah might as happy well. easter <laughs> happy easter all a star oh it's the whole grab a rabbit by the tail thing see things really do come full circle just make sure they're tightening the cloak that way when they and figure out which way they break when you open it do you know that rabbits always run in a semicircle when chased <laughs> No comment to that. I'm surprised. I'm just trying to figure out how you experimented with this. <laughs> Some weird fact they picked up. Anyway. Secret Doggo runs in a semicircle one way, then a semicircle in the other way. So I don't know. Maybe she's sort of training herself to try to get them. I don't know. No, that's just the side effects of being in Leggy Lake. She was like that before, but uh, they probably didn't help. <laughs> I didn't prepare any community news stuff this time, so I'm, I'm a slacker, but yeah, it happens. Thank you, everybody, and have a good good hiatus for us again. Hopefully not nearly as long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can at least put an episode out when Blaze puts his book out. How about that? Well, yeah, <laughs> we need to do that. 
Yeah, I'm gonna hold you to it. That's just that's just necessity there. <laughs> One of us can be famous. You guys have been asking me to read parts of it for a while now, so maybe I'll do that. That's what I was okay. So ADHD. I wrote <laughs> down and I have to laugh because I, I posted something in chat. I wrote down something when Blaze was talking. I wrote down the word chewing on Windex. And now I remember <laughs> what I meant by it. It was chewing on wingdings. I wanted to ask if you were going to chew on wingdings with your typography course. <laughs> I don't know how my brain got Windex out of that. Wow. Uh, Windex made more sense. Okay. (laughs) I was about to say, I'm not sure how much less bizarre. (laughs) I'm not sure how chewing a wing ding is going to go, but I'll get back to you on that one. If it goes any better than chewing on Windex, go for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, uh, Blaze, when your book comes out, you're going to tuck us into bed and read us a bedtime story? (laughs) You'll have freaking nightmares. You don't want me. To. <laughs> See, we can we could find like a five minute excerpt from it and uh, submit it to the Ethereum bedtime stories podcast. <laughs> Give people nightmares. I actually had a good laugh with uh, with Cal about that. <laughs> he's um he's read my book from cover to cover. He was one of my oh editors, so to speak. He read the whole thing from cover to cover, and we had a good laugh about how. I should submit a piece of my novel for Therian Bedtime Stories. And he laughed and said, yeah, it'll probably give people nightmares, but we could try. <laughs> <laughs> Some Therians might be into that. You never know. What's, what's, what's calm and peaceful for one is terrifying <laughs> to another. I'm making it sound a lot worse than it is. It's not actually a horror novel. There's just some horror in it. Uh, I mean, but with a proper sound effect, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, newsflash, I really have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap. Have a good night, everybody. All right. right. Thanks again for those of you who have tuned in uh, to the Where Are We podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, please send an email to wherearewepodcast at gmail.com. You can do so if you have any suggestions for topics we can discuss, if you have feedback for previous episodes, if you just want to make fun of us, do it in a nice way though um okay thanks bye I totally forget the the end hi to you again Fred it's us again, wondering what you could possibly see in our mismatch of personalities bound together by this thing called baryanthropy. But since you're here, clearly you're getting something out of our podcast. And while we don't always have a consistent schedule or can't always agree on what topics will be next, this project is a labor of love, and your support of just listening to us means a lot. Since we all have day jobs, which for some of us means playing in sunbeams and uh, it'll be recognized as a legit job when cats take over the world, but uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> back on script. Our resources are always kind of stretched thin, so if you want to toss us a dollar or two over on Patreon to help us maybe get some better editing software or recording devices, that really would go a long way to help us. We still plan to produce content, but if you're interested, any little bit can help. Again, thank you for listening, and if you have any suggestions or feedback, please fire us an email at wherearewepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, thanks, bye.